Welcome back to the Science Fiction Film Podcast by LSG Media. I'm your host, Dean. I'm Matthew. And on this week's episode, we bring you Mars Attacks from 1996, directed by Tim Burton. I watched this movie tonight. I started it yesterday. I finished it today. And it ended. And I went, that movie's terrible. (laughs) So, So I better watch it again because everyone on the Facebook page is really in love with it. Uh-huh. And I was like, what am I not getting? What, 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 what's wrong with me? What's wrong yeah. with me? I was what saying, is wrong with you? Right? That's what I was saying. What is wrong with me? So I watched it again. Mm-hmm. And I just finished it at 10.19 p.m. Eastern. It's now 10.47 okay. Eastern. And I um, still think it kind of sucks. Uh- Okay. But, okay. but I found stuff to like on a second viewing. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, man, I am a pretty open-minded guy when it comes to movies, and I'm trying. I'm fucking trying, Matt, with this one. Hey, if, if it makes you feel any better, uh, I just did the, you know, the live post to let everybody know we're recording everything, and uh, Matt Joslin just literally just now commented, God damn it, I hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone. So, You're not alone, dude. So no, no, but, but in, in there's just... It's just chaos. Oh, um, utter chaos, yeah. Uh, so, so I don't, I, I, I liked it more on a second viewing, and I'm willing to bet, I'm willing to, I'm willing to say that I would like it even more if I watched okay. it again. So it was starting to wear me down, right? All right. I don't mean that negatively. It sounds really negative. Um. Let me go ahead. I'm going to actually pull up my IMDb for just a second here and bring up Tim Burton because the first thing I want to do is squash the chaos I heard. People saying this is Burton's best work, you're insane. It's not even his 10th best work. (laughs) Not even close. I'll I'll argue hard that this is still back in – this is maybe some of the last of good Tim Burton movies uh, for sure. Uh, compared to what I mean, compared to Alice in Wonderland, yeah, it's a masterpiece. So, but. so I'm going to go through his filmography real quick. Edward Scissorhands. This is not better than. Okay, let me just say no, I'll make this easier to say. That's a little wordy. Uh, Edward Scissorhands is better. Batman Returns yeah. better. Yeah. Beetlejuice better. Edward better. Yeah. Um, I think I think Sweeney Todd's better. Uh, yeah. Pee Wee's Big Adventure yeah. better. Oh yeah, classic. Love that movie. Um. I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> I mean, so, anything now, past like I'm only saying that because people need to people need to calm down. <laughs> I agree. I do agree on that on that point. They need to calm down. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Okay? okay. Okay. That's it. Now, and I'm admitting full 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 admission here that this movie is better after second viewing. Now, I didn't see it in the 90s at all. Oh, wow. Okay. No. That's a shocker. This is my fucking second viewing. Wow. And the first one ended okay. tonight, and the second one ended tonight. <laughs> okay. I watched it twice in yeah. a day. Yeah. Interesting. So I That's don't funny. see the beauty. The beauty of this, Matt, is I don't uh-huh. have nostalgia no, at all. None. 
That's funny. Oh, sleeping Sleepy Hollow is better. Thank you, John, in the chat. Yeah. Yeah, definitely better. Um, ah, man. So anyway. You know, what's, okay, go ahead. I, so let me just finish my rant. I'm sorry. I'm taking up a lot of time yeah, yeah. here. <laughs> taking up five minutes straight of me ranting. But um, no, I, I, I didn't see it in the 90s. Here's the problem. It was ill-timed for me. So I have a couple of friends that are like five, six years younger than me, and they saw it when it came out, which is a major big difference. Because in 1996, I'm 20, and they're like 15, 14. So that's a big difference (laughs) when you watch this for the first time at 20. Totally. And ID4 had come out just around this time, and I must have just kind of missed it. I think I saw the preview and I thought the aliens looked so dumb that even though I was a Burton fan, I just didn't care. Now, truth be told, I was just kind of really getting into Burton too. So I was into like, you know, Edward Scissorhands and shit like that. So it might've just been ill-timed. It's weird that I did. Oh, Ed Wood's better too. I love Ed Wood. Um, Yeah, that's that's arguably his best single movie, I would say. It might be, it might be. Um, and it might've just been that I missed it for whatever reason. I just missed it. Um, I, I, I literally was saying to myself, I should be laughing right now. And I'm just not. And I, and I think I'm supposed to be here. Like I see it and I'm just like, God, I should be laughing and I'm not. But on a second viewing after having taken it in and going, okay, I saw some of the humor. Um, and, and without bearing the lead, the greatest parts of this movie is when the Martians are just indiscriminately murdering A-list actors. That's cool. Like, that's awesome. I dig that. That's something I really dug about the movie. But I'm going to shut up now because I've talked long enough. I'm going to let you talk. Okay. Okay. Well, Mars Attacks. You know, I had seen this movie before, um, probably only once or twice and pretty close to when it had first come out, like within that year or so. Um, so I saw it relatively young. Um, and I, it's weird. This this is one of those movies where I remembered a lot of it, actually. Like, there's a whole bunch of this movie I did remember, but the story overall, I remember being like, I just don't remember the story very well. And then when I watched it this time, I was like, oh, I remember why I don't remember the story very well, because there isn't one. (laughs) There just isn't a story to this movie. Like, it really is, I I, got to admit, like, I, I cribbed, I was reading this article, and I got to really agree with this one point this guy made. It's an article of, uh, on Consequence of Sound uh, by Dominic Suzanne Mayer talking about, and I know you're going to disagree with this title, but Mars Attacks is still equally funny and unsettling 20 years later. Uh, but the, the point he made about it that I'm like, actually, yeah, you're, you're dead on, is he said this movie is 100% style over substance. It is, it's an exercise of the, an aesthetic of let's make a high-budget campy 50s sci-fi nonsense silly parody movie and that's just 100 percent what it is like it doesn't this movie does not care about the plot like it is here for alien mayhem and to make fun of human beings and the government's response and just make a whole big silly it's not even what's weird is i wouldn't even call it a satire it's not a satire because Mm -hmm. Satires have a point. They are satirizing a an idea, uh, you know, the military industrial complex or war as an idea or consumerism. Like they have this thing they're 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 particularly aiming at and trying to make a point about. 
this movie's not doing that. It's just making fun of all of us. It's just pointing out how silly we are, how how dumb and kind of airheaded we can all be, and and making that at the, just the height of absurdity by being like, even once aliens are fucking dissolving our generals right in front of us, we're like, well, maybe we can just, you know, bring back norms and <laughs> try to talk to them some more. And like, just, it's just silly. It's 100% silly. And once, I, I'll admit, like, the first 20 minutes or so of this movie, I was like, Boy, we sure are just bippity boppity bouncing all over the place. Here's this character, here's that character, blah, blah, blah. No, there's no real established through line of what anybody's doing. There's not really a story or motivation by anybody. They're all just kind of reacting to what's happening. And then I, it kind of just dawned on me. I'm like, oh, that's, that's what this is. There is no story. Like, we're just going to see these kind of numbskulls uh, reacting to aliens that also don't have any real goal except to just fuck with us and kill us and laugh about it. Like, that's it. That's the whole thing. And I gotta admit, I I definitely enjoyed it. I don't I That's don't good. love That's this good. movie. That's good. Yeah, but I I just enjoy just the total absurd romp that it is. And and oh God, some of the some of the dialogue is pretty funny. I I'll, I'll admit one thing too. I remembered this movie being funnier than I find it now. Like I, not a lot of laugh out loud moments for me here. A handful, definitely stuff that I just thought looked funny or looked cool. Um, not didn't get as many laughs out of me as I anticipated. I anticipated watching this again and really enjoying it and being like, ah, this is probably gonna be really funny. I remember liking this movie. And I was like, oh, this is, mm, it's not like I remembered. It's not quite as funny as I remembered, but there's, there's stuff in here I do really like. And I, uh, like Nicholson's speech at the end, the fucking grandma character I adore. I think she's great. Uh, There's, there's fun stuff in here. All right. Um, So yeah, like for for me, it's just a question of execution, right? I, I know it, I, 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 I think, no, that's not it's me. Hard. No, yeah, it's not that. I'm just trying to think of a good way to encapsulate what I'm trying to say here. And I think at the end of the day, it's really, it really just comes down to, it is, there, there are, there's a couple of shining moments um, for sure. But I, I, I am, I'm a little confused. I don't even know. I, I wouldn't say confused. Confused is a tough way to say it. It's just that it, it it really is all over the place. There's a lot of like, we're here, we're there. We're, like if I wanted to look at the edits, there's so many cuts like in the, in oh, the beginning. Man. It's all yeah. over the place and frenetic and the aliens don't show up for a while, which, is, which isn't a problem. I don't, I don't mind that so much. Um, I like that it's not overly lengthy. I don't think it can yes. be. Yeah, it could not be, yeah. But I, I feel like it's... It's going for, to, to your point, if the story is sort of meaningless, then really you're relying on spectacle, you're relying on the comedy of it, you're relying on performance, um, you're almost relying on execution. A story can be quite simple, right? It doesn't have to be, yeah. like, like the fucking hangover is a simple story. Totally. We're, yeah. we're out in Vegas and we get fucking schlacked and this is our adventure of us trying to figure it out and get home. Like it doesn't, I'm not asking for this big, impressive plot. So that said, it, it really comes down to watching the characters interact with the situation set before us, seeing what it means. There is a fucking shitload of characters. There's also a ton of actors. Like big actors. Obviously, everyone in the movie is an actor. The cast of this movie is fucking insane. It's bananas, dude. dude. They got 15 buses and filled it up with every working actor in Hollywood, and they all just came onto the set. Every person alive in Hollywood at this time was in this fucking movie. It's it's insane. There's, There's almost too many characters. 
dude, there are a lot of characters in this movie. Um, yeah, let's see. If I just go down the cast list here, I have, obviously, Tim Burton does the movie. Jack Nicholson, Glenn Close, Annette Benning, Pierce Brosnan, Danny DeVito, Martin Short, Sarah Jessica Parker, Michael J. Fox, Rod Steger, Tom Jones, Lucas Haas. By the way, the fucking kid in Witness. Right. <laughs> Natalie Portman, Jim Brown, Lisa Marie, who I love. I love her and Ed Wood. Sylvia Sidney, oh, yeah. and, and the list goes on and on and on. Um, I mean, it's it's a ton. So let me, because I am, I am... I am making an attempt to not be a sourpuss and to have fun and to and to focus on what's good about the movie because at the end of the day, the movie's Mars Attacks with shitty CGI aliens murdering a bunch of celebrities. I mean, that's it. it it's like you said it. It almost is joking with itself. Totally yeah. right. So, so here's what I'll say about it. It's I appreciate the balls on Tim Burton, as it were to kind totally, of make yeah. this movie a reality. Um, that's, that's something I will say about it. That's something, yeah, we should, we should note that he had just come off of Ed Wood, and then you know before that, I think it was Batman Returns. Like, he had had a string of major hits. And we talked about that when we covered uh, Batman Returns. But Batman and Batman Returns were, like, the first true just massive comic book movie successes they were they were un. there was nothing before it like that uh obliterated the box office total success uh and after ed wood even getting you know oscar nominations and everything uh tim burton was one of those directors who and this happens from time to time who was just in that position of being hollywood's hot boy and they were like you can just do whatever you fucking Absolutely. want here's a blank check and he was like all right i'm gonna make this movie and like i agree i'm like it is so ballsy just be like I'm going to take tens of millions of dollars and just make this insane, crazy ass. Like, who the fuck is he? Who's the audience for this movie? You know, in a way. Tim Burton It's just fans. like a, Exactly. Like, and he was just like, fuck it. I don't care. I want to make the movie I want to make. So I was like, a, ah, good, good you're, on you're, you're kind of You're kind of stealing my point here, and that's okay. But yep, here yep. he is. Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Beetlejuice, Batman, Edward Scissorhands, Batman Returns, Ed Wood, I mean, they go, okay, here's a blank check. Yeah, exactly. Which doesn't happen anymore for kind of a speculative sort of, let's experiment with a blank right. check. You, that's, that yeah. doesn't exist. So mm-hmm. there's the part of me that loves this movie just for that point alone. So it's more like I love the movie in principle, which is let this guy do whatever the fuck he wants with a blank check instead of just saying, just what's the next Marvel film? And I know you guys hate it when I beat up a Marvel, it gets sickening. And I know there's a million other cool experimental movies out there, but not gigantic budget ones. That's the difference. And the fact that he got the gigantic budget to sort of do this experimental weirdo science fiction 50s spoof is really cool. Um, So, and I like that he did that. He's like, all right, cool. You want to give me the keys to the castle? Then ah, this is what's going to happen. And I dig that. I think that's really cool. So, in principle, I like the movie for that reason, essentially. But, um, but so many things, I'm just like, what is the point of this? Like, I love Pam Greer, and I'm just like, the kids and the, I mean, I don't know. There's just so much weird shit I'm trying to wrap my head around. And, um, maybe you can help me with that. So, so out of the gate, to start on a positive note, those are the things that I really like about it, essentially. Um, some of the performances are good. I think um, I'm kind of. Is it Meryl Streep that 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 annoys me at the Oscars with all those standing fucking voracious clapping uh-huh. about dumb shit? 
<laughs> yeah, I, I confuse her yeah. with Glenn Close sometimes. Glenn Close, her performance in this, super underrated. I don't know if I'm even telling the truth, but I, because I, I didn't read reviews, but I feel like she's fucking hilarious. Like the few yeah. moments she's in this movie, I think she's great. Um, I think Jack Nicholson is pretty good, but but oh, Pierce funny. Brosnan is fucking great. <laughs> he's yeah. really good in this movie. And that's what I mean. Like yeah. these major people, they do a good job in this movie. Um, to me, the standout scene is the Martian lady. It's creepy oh, yeah. and kind of alluring and weird and kind of scary all at once. One of honestly, one of my favorite scenes is the first arrival of the Martians when they they come down and the big pomp and circumstance of trying to welcome them and, and how that plays out is is a good time. Yeah, I I, I just I I am I'm just in love with uh, some of this this early shit out of uh, out of uh, Glenn Close. Uh, this this shit when she's looking at the outfits. Let's have a listen to it. There we go. <laughs> Yes, sir. I think too old-fashioned. Yes, mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Well, this I thought the colors, but, uh... No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nancy had this in the library, didn't she? Yes, indeed. I don't think so. <laughs> I thought perhaps the watered silk, and this week it's on sale. I hardly think I need worry about that. Just so good, man. Like her, her, she's so, I don't know. There's something awesome about her in this moment where she's like, oh, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. And and just the way she performs, the thing she says about, uh, she says it about the Roosevelt's and then of course the chandelier falls on at the end and kills her. It's just funny. There's just these little moments with her in the movie that I thought were great and underutilized for sure. And of course, Jack Nicholson probably steals the show, you would argue. Right. Right. And, I, and honestly, I think she's one of the best embodiments of it. But I think part of like the thing about this movie, just kind of like a weird motif that runs across the whole thing, is that basically every character, with only a handful of exceptions, is just the most selfish, head-up-their-own-ass person ever. Like, they literally only care about themselves, even after they see their loved one die right in front of them. They're like, oh, geez, all right, moving on. Like, everybody is such a fucking narcissist in this movie. Right, right. You're right about that. Um, so this was part of a poll. Yeah, indeed. It was. Um, what did it beat out? I'm trying to remember. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up right now. So it was, it was like a, kind of like a Martian poll idea. Again, John Marginson, Johnny Butters, he handles all the poll stuff, and he does a great job with it. And, oh, yeah. um, so let's see. Let me fire it up right now, kid, and I'll show you. It was in the February 2019 poll. It was Mars is red, Earth is blue. Uh, February members vote, and it was Cabo Bebop, Doom, Last Days on Mars, Mars Attacks, Mission to Mars. Of course, a lot of Mars themes here, and that's what we had. Hey, all I'll say, all I'll say is I'm glad Mission to Mars didn't win. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be fun to make fun of, though, huh? It's a bad movie. (laughs) I am not a fan. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been fun. So, yeah, if you're interested in how that works, uh, go to LibertyStreetGeek.net slash join. Members get a vote once per month on a poll created by the one and only Johnny Butters. Why? Because he's smooth. So buttery, silky smooth. Buttery and silky smooth. (laughs) Slides right down your gullet and coats your arteries. Mm, Delicious. But, yeah, I... um, so, I mean, it's a weird movie to talk about. It is. Now, that's something I agree with. Like, the second this the movie ended, and I was like, boy, how are we going to talk about this fucking movie? I haven't felt this way about a movie we're going to cover since Spaceballs, where I'm like, 
how do you talk about this? Like, how do you jump into something that is just such an absurd, like, silly, almost parody of itself that I'm like, well, how do you joke or <laughs> analyze that? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. There's, there's, there's stuff here, though. Let me just do, do, do this uh, quick piece of housekeeping for members. Um, I, we don't, we've, we've been really diving into going right into our content and shit, not fucking around with stuff like this, but I do want to communicate this. If you are a member and your email is not up to date, it, it needs to be because it's how we communicate with you about the vote. However, you can always go to the website on the first of the month, um, towards the end of the day, by then the new poll will be up and you will see it. You can click on it once you log in with your credentials and it'll take you to the voting spot. Additionally, we email you the RSS feed every month when we change the RSS feed for the bonus content. So if you're not getting emails, then in the future, you're not going to know. Um, we have a really good handle on our email stuff now. So we just send the RSS via email and we always put it on the website as well under your member benefits. So just a quick piece, quick piece of housekeeping. I get emails from people saying, oh, I don't know what the new feed is. I haven't got a bonus up in a while. Oh, there was a vote. I missed it. We need your email, but, but we don't. Because if you go to the website on the first or second of every month, you're going to see those things updated under your member benefits. So just remember that. Quick piece of housekeeping. That's all I wanted to say on that. All right? Nice. But yeah, in terms of discussing the movie, it's a little weird. Because it's, there's, yeah. I mean, you, 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 there's no way you're going to talk about every fucking scene. There's 7,000 scenes in this movie <laughs> for an hour and 40. Do you know what I mean? And there's not really any character analysis you can do. They're all fucking cardboard, right. one-dimensional shells of people. Like, there's, there's nothing beneath the surface. It's a weird movie to discuss. And that was one of my concerns coming in, which was like, okay, are we really going to analyze this moment of comedy? I mean... I think we. I think this is one where we kind of go through it a little bit and talk about the characters and some of their performances or anything that might actually stand out because it's just an odd movie to kind of get into outside of conceptually what's going on with the movie. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Odd one. Odd duck. Yeah. So take me through. Um, you said uh, the the opening. Let's talk about the opening because I think yeah. it, it matters. Everyone's assembled. This is. I mean. Take me through the 50s thing. While you do that, I'm going to go shut off my uh, dehumidifier because it's on behind me and you can probably hear my mic a little bit and it's driving me fucking crazy. I should have uh, shut it off already. <laughs> well, yeah, the first thing we get is one of these nice little sunny, idealistic, like farmhouses with a little tractor rolling up. And there's a farmer there. Hey, buddy, you doing some kind of Filipino holiday cooking out the big barbecue? And, and the guy, you know, standing there like, no, it's not me. We're, we're not doing anything. We're not cooking. But I do smell that. And our opening is a herd of cattle running down the street on fire. Uh, and another thing, even like that article I mentioned, the Consequence of Sound article, uh, that's something they pointed out too, that like this movie, it has a kind of cartoonish silliness to its violence, but it's also pretty spectacularly graphic about its violence as well. I mean, that's a pretty crazy image, a bunch of living cows running down the street. It's a hell of fire. a way to open a movie, isn't it? Hell of a way. And then, dude, and I, I do love the choice of just really, like, the again, the aesthetic choice of this movie is I, the strongest aspect of it. And very obviously the aspect that Burton cared about the most and was, like, the most interested in and playing around with. Sure. It's just this hard 50s, pulpy, low-budget sci-fi look. Uh, and these completely, like, windowless, smooth, metallic, spinning saucers. Like, that is just so 
conspiracy theorists from the 60s hard sci-fi shit. I, I, I love it. I, I think that shit looks fantastic. I like seeing the saucer lift off from their house. And the opening credit sequence is fucking cool. And I, I, it's been a while since we've talked about this. I'm somebody who's generally against opening Correct. credit sequences. You hate like, the long that ones. Noise. And that was a thing I, in the 90s. It really was. And I used to get Because it really was almost annoyed. an homage to the 70s. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's another thing. In this movie, it, it makes sense, you know, stylistically you know, as an homage. And, and they do it super well. Like, I like that even that their choice in depicting Mars, the only time you really see it, uh, is very unrealistic. It's, like, incredibly sharply, like, blood red. And there's, like, big, tall, jagged mountains. And, you know, and we see just this fleet of these saucers lifting off as we have the, the, the actors' names kind of curling around and, like, book text, like, flying by and the music. I I mean, the Danny Elfman is fucking always great. He's great, the man. Music for this is is fantastic. It stood out. Um, it stood out. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's one of the stronger pieces. I don't even know. <laughs> you might know what it's called. I can't remember, but d- d- the choice to include that old fifties like oh, like that shit is so yeah. great. Come on, I love that. That, that love instrument that. is uh, that. Uh, that instrument is fucking called something. I watched a guy play it once. It was really cool. That's like I, you, it's like you hover your hand over it, right? Yeah, I, I, I think it's what a theremin or a thermon yes. or a, something like I that. Think it's theremin. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. But dude, yeah, the, the sequence of them lifting off from Mars, and we just were following. You know, the underlighted underside of the saucers that's glowing red as they all spin away, and we just see them slowly making their way to Earth. One of the very few opening credit sequences where I'm like, yeah, that, that's fucking cool. I enjoyed that. Yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, theremin is what it's called. There we go. Fucking weird. It's like a little uh, uh, electronic musical instrument controlled, whoops, controlled without physical contact by the thereminist. It is named after a westernized name of its Soviet inventor, Leon Theremin. Who Hello, the I'm device. a thereminist, and uh, what would you like for breakfast tomorrow, <laughs> sweetie? <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? The day that you, yeah, look at um, the sound of the instrument is officer with eerie. Thus, the theremin has been used in movie soundtracks such as Miklos Rosa's Spellbound, The Last Weekend, Bernard Herman's The Day the Earth Stood Still, and Justin, blah, 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 or his first man, as well as theme songs, television shows. Yeah, pretty wild. C- crazy, crazy pictures of. Um, like this uh, old timey lady playing it. Wow, 1930. Wild. Yeah, oh, cool wow. instrument, no doubt. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't I didn't realize I was that old. I thought it was from like the 60s or 70s. Pretty cool, man. Yeah, no, it goes way back. Way back. Or actually, what am I saying? It's, it's a total staple of 50s sci fi movies, so it's obviously older than that. I'm a ding dong sometimes. You're a ding dong. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, intro credits were pretty cool. It definitely. It, the beginning of the movie basically tells you what's going on here, right? Oh, yeah. Martians are real. They're fucking coming to Earth. <laughs> done Basic, done. Basically. That's it. <laughs> it doesn't need to be more complicated than that. Um, and we get Jack Nicholson sort of right here, right? And we have, oh, yeah. you know, we have, the, we have the 50s sort of tropes here. Oh, yeah. The general with the, the constantly worn aviators. Gee, who's that remind you of? Uh, f- for one, fucking um, Patton, or no, not Patton, MacArthur. That's like, that's, they're always fucking imitating him. Right, which reminds you of... Mm-mm. I'm forgetting a movie character, it sounds like. Well, think of a movie we did. Okay. It's black and white. Ooh, quick, quick movie quiz, okay. Ooh, black and white. Yeah, it's done by... Hmm. Who? 
<laughs> great, great English director. Come on, you can do it. Kubrick? Mm-hmm. Strangelove? Yes. Come on, I, dude. This guy's such a Dr. Strangelove guy. The general? Or, oh, the, the, the fluids guy? Yeah, man. Come on. He never wears sunglasses, though, but I know what you mean. The, the personality, yes. for sure. Buck Turgidson, no doubt. Right? Oh, yeah. Gotta be oh, Buck. Yeah. Gotta be. Oh, Buck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, dude, that is such that, a... Just a, just a warmongering kind of, like, fucking crazy, man. Buck. Dude, that's another funny little twist in this movie, that a lot of those old, um, like, sci-fi, like the old, you know, ah, aliens are attacking, and it's, like, always a... The main character is always a scientist with a female scientist who stops being a scientist and just is a smooch toy halfway <laughs> through the fucking movie. <laughs> um, uh, and then there's always the general, and it's usually played up that, like, the generals are right in those movies. Like, oh, we gotta, we gotta make our stand now. We need to attack. We gotta wake people up to the, to the threat. And I love that in this movie, everybody's like, no, it's going to be fine. I can't wait to talk to the aliens. And that's actually the warmongering idiot who's right. He's like, that's right. like we actually right, need right. to defend ourselves. That's one of the ironies uh, of the movie, right? It's great. It's great. Yeah, it's almost, it, it's funny. It almost becomes nonsensical. Oh, totally. Totally. Um, and my my favorite stuff about this opening scene is is again like the the reports being laid on the president's desk and he's like oh so what are you telling me there's Martians okay and it just turns into a total ego stroke PR moment thing like aliens are real and they're heading to Earth and the president is like this is gonna be great photo ops <laughs> like ah this is gonna be so cool yeah I love I love the um I love the moment where they're chit chatting and the president asks the professor what like what do we know about them right <laughs> and i just love the way brosnan she says well we know they're extremely advanced technological which suggests very rightfully so that they're peaceful and advanced civilization is by definition not barbaric that is the Dude, wildest it's assumption so great you know, imaginable i'm like are you sure maybe they're super advanced because they've been conquering every other civilization they come across and absorbing their technology you don't fucking know i think i <laughs> think they're supposed i think that's supposed to be sarcasm like that's that's spoof. Oh, totally exactly they're, make, yeah. be, they're making the joke that because of their technology they can't also be barbaric which is just hilarious <laughs> and by definition they must not be barbaric um, and then that's when, you know, the people are going to love it. This is a momentous occasion. What suit am I going to wear? Just the vapid uselessness of politicians is just so apparent in this movie. And despite totally. everything they do and talk about, they all get wasted in the end. And that's one of the things I like about the movie. Again, yeah. the idea of the movie I like. I almost feel like this this could have been like a, like a short film, like a like almost like a 60-minute thing. And I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like a... Yeah, like, like almost a, tight, a, almost like like a, a satirical a... student film. I know it's way too big budget to even say something so ridiculous, but I, I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. But something like that would would have almost served better. I think I, I do know what you mean because it's <clears> like it's such a it's such an absurd concept piece of a movie that it's like when you try to stretch that out for too long, it just starts to get flimsy. Um, but if you have you know. 15, 20 minutes to just, you know, tell this whole wild, you know, I think when something is so much more based on the style and the look of the thing, it works better the shorter it is. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, if it's more, if the substance is derived from the style, 
Exactly. Yeah. And just so many little great moments. Like I'm telling you, going close is brilliant. When she's taking the, when she's doing the photo op oh, in the beginning, the, and she shoves that dude, <laughs> dude, <laughs> just a little push away is just so yeah. condescending. Oh, it's just so good. So condescending. She's great. I she's wish she would have. She's just. I wish she would have had more stuff going on. Um, and then you got the sort of like the Vegas subplot. That's so weird. The Vegas subplot is, is weird, real bizarre, and I mean, I kind of get what it's. It's not even. Here's the thing: it's not going for anything, but the sort of like I don't even know what you call it, appetizer of a satire sure. in here yeah, is, sure. is that like ah, it's Vegas, the capital of like greed and consumerism and over the top like ah, look at all this money and and just like hollow consumption. Uh, and I think it's hollow consumption despite utter annihilation staring down your exactly. staring its snow staring down its nose at you. I podcast. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I think that's the point. Like, oh, utter utter frivolity and excess and, and things like this. And despite all of this, you know, you're still like I think that's the whole point of um of Jack Nicholson's secondary character, right? Which is like totally. this slick ass rhinestone fucking Vegas cowboy <laughs> phony who is just like, oh, well, if the aliens come here, they're going to need a place to stay. You know, he's, he's that guy. <laughs> he, he's just trying to capitalize, as it were, on, uh, on them despite, in other words, business despite moral misgivings, right? It's almost like a shot at extreme capitalism. Right, right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just, again, there's not, there's... <sighs> There's nothing – what's weird about this movie in its structure is that it's not – and this is one of the things I like about it, but also one of the things that makes it almost challenging in watch and challenging in discussion, and that's it's not – it has no real story structure that you recognize in terms of character. In most films, you are introduced to a main character, and a main character is presented with obstacles, and they are – and they have uh, ticks that make them, that personalize them. And they have a sort of, to, to quote Sid Field, they have like a dramatic need, right? Which drives them through the film. And then they either, they either learn from their mistakes um, and, and get better or they don't. You know, they don't like uh, sort of Henry Hill does not learn from his mistakes. And he, you know, he, he, uh, he pays that price in the end. You know what I mean? It's, there's none of that. It's just a right. bunch of characters. They are what they are. They're they're utterly useless and vapid, which I know is part of the plot, right? Totally, it's it's yeah. part of the glitz. But it's also like you're just watching them kind of go through everything and you're just thinking, okay, I, it's funny when the aliens are wasting them, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, you know what I mean? That's kind of what happens. It's, it's, I mean, that's it's, kind of it. I mean, honestly, as you were saying that, it even it just got me thinking about how like, yeah, the characters, the human characters in this movie outside of a, a few exceptions, um, are really just victims for the aliens. Like, we're not really mm-hmm. establishing their, their character, their motivations. We're establishing how kind of despicable they all are and how you can laugh and, and clap at seeing them get fucking vaporized. You know, it's funny. It's almost like the antithesis of Independence Day. Yes. Right? Yes. And what's it, funny is that I think this one started its production first, but or, or at least it was like in pre-production. And Independence Day ended up coming out first by just a few months. But I think it's almost better that Independence Day comes out first and this comes out second because this is almost like thumbing its nose at that whole, like the, the more serious take. Right. Yeah. And it's 
and it's in that the antithesis and not not even just in the seriousness but in the characters themselves we we see almost similar things right oh uh this we see jim brown of course playing this boxer and the boxer we want him to be successful with his children and have a good family he's trying to do the right thing they, and, yeah right Pam it's Greer all and jim these, brown go ahead they they have the only two characters or arcs that have like any any depth or meaning to them whatsoever like a goal even and it's you know it's not even all that much there but it's like ah, i want to get my wife back and be a father to my kids and they're we're across the country and i need to get back to them and that's it i mean in that's, the, that's in the, the lucas thing. haas character right him and his grandma you yeah. would suggest that there's for lack of better term, terms a noble endeavor present Right. Totally. Yeah. Um, I love this idea of uh, teenagers always watching the TV, like Lucas Haas and, of course, Natalie Portman. <laughs> Natalie Portman, what is she, 15, 16 here? She's so young. Just yeah. about. It's, God, it's that creepy age where you go, all right, I see you in like six years. I get it. I see what's happening here. <laughs> and you're like, oh, God, don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's not that. It's like, oh, my God, I'm going to probably, if I'm your dad, I'm definitely locking you in a cage at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's uh it was cool to see her she's fucking great man she's, oh, she a, she's, she's a natural good. she's just a natural like obviously she it's not a stretch for her to probably play play, play a a rich disinterested girl who's reading siddhartha well, yeah. and fucking watching tv right you know, you know fucking tim burton though like called one of the writers he's like can, can you be my president's daughter in my new alien movie and she's like i'm 32 and he's like oh yeah i forgot it's such a it's such a burton Young girl character. Ex- oh, 100%. Like a disenfranchised youth with like a gothic flair to her. Exactly. Eye rolling, thumbing her nose to authority. Yep. Exactly. That's totally. Totally. Yep. It. Absolutely. The kind of girl I loved. <laughs> I was literally about to say, AKA my crush when I was fucking like 13. I'm like, ah. <laughs> my girl. She just doesn't give a damn. Oh, my word. <laughs> How can she be Could so be pretty and not girl. care? Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's it's you know we see her isolated from her parents and some recurring jokes about her walking around in the house and being like, oh, this shh, you can't come in this room. There's a tour going on and she fucking lives there. You know, just that kind of thumbing its nose type of thing, <laughs> right? Totally. But Michael J. Fox. Oh my god. Well, let's just say this. <laughs> this let, I'm going to scrub. I'm going to scrub. Essentially, what we have is we have that noise can't happen again. Mute that. Uh-oh. Do not disturb. I was thanking uh, Dave, friend of the show, Dave Medeiros for the beer he got me for Christmas. Oh, that's what you, that's what you drink. That's what I'm drinking. And he was texting me back. But um, so if I'm just scrubbing here, introduction of the president, the president's wife, the kid, the Vegas plot line, which includes the secondary Nicholson character, Jim Brown, um, Annette Benning, And then we get into the stuff with... Um, Michael J. Fox and Sarah Jessica Parker. What do you think of them? I think I think they're good, given given Me too. what they are given. Um, you know, it's not a, not a ton there. Um, don't we also real quick? I, I one thing I actually even got confused about because I feel like she looks similar to Annette Bening is the hippie dippy. I embrace the aliens girl. That's not the same character as Annette. It Bening, is right. It is. It is okay. Like yeah. there were there the scenes where she's on her own, being the hippy dippy. I love aliens. She looks different than the way she does when she's around Nicholson's character, and it threw me. I was like, mm. is that a different fucking character? That's I funny. Know, it's weird. <clears throat> 
Um, but yeah, no, I, I think Michael J. Fox is, is good in this. I mean, again, they are just such one note characters. Like Natalie is, I'm the vapid, successful, but not really all that smart, kind of just into myself, um, you know, reporter. She's not really like a journalist. She's like, she has like a fashion show that, that, that does interviews and now it's getting, you know, these more like important political interviews for, for whatever fucking weird reason. Right, right. And Michael J. Fox, you know, his character is the actual journalist. And he's like, we should be getting these interviews. Like he's like totally <laughs> also feeling like he deserves all this shit and everything. They're both just like shitty people. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's Tim Burton has always had this... He's always had this edge to him. He's always had this type of cynicism to him that comes through in comedy and in garish colors and wacky outfits. Like he does this a lot in Edward Scissorhands where you just feel like all the women in the neighborhood are these vapid, like stay at home, useless women. You know, he he has that (laughs) way about him. Um, and, And the husbands are like, doddering yes dear like dumbos like very much a a take on 50s americana shit totally and we see it here too you know it's that same kind of thing and again it's so many different stereotypes you know young kids with young black kids with guns right that stereotype (laughs) then you got the the crazy fucking hick family with all the rifles and the kids field stripping an m14 and it's jack black by the way (laughs) Yes, Jack Black in this movie. Seeing Jack Black and Joe Don Baker together, I was like, I fucking forgot. You, you've about seen it that. all. <laughs> I've seen it all. Yeah, like that would be like that seeing Sidney Poitier, Sidney Poitier and The Rock like fucking teaming up for a comedy, and I'm like, what? I mean, I guess sure, fuck it. Yeah, uh, no shit. Just so weird. Just never thought I'd see those two together. Yeah, and uh, you know he's going, he's going to the military or whatever, and. We get this stuff with, of course, we have uh, Lucas Haas is basically like Tim Burton as a teen, right? Right? Like the dad <laughs> yes. likes the, the dad likes the more conservative brother. He doesn't like the artsy queer. Right? I'm going to kiss Natalie Portman. I wish I could trade in the artsy queer brother. Give myself another nice, strong back conservative young man who's going to help his country. Right? That, that fucking subplot. Oh my god! That's All these wafy Gen Xers, the fucking artists. <laughs> I'm gonna show them when I'm successful <laughs> in the big time. Nice, nice. Look at you, um, Pam Greer, right? Yep. With the kids, seeing her sons. See, but she thinks they're skipping school at the fucking arcade. We're making an unexpected stop. <laughs> Hauls there, dude. Actually, one of my favorite small moments in this movie is when she comes up and grabs, you know, one of her sons, and she's like, "Come here, come here," to the other one. And he's like, "I don't want to." <laughs> she's like, "I'm not gonna hurt you. Come here." And he's like, "Well, let go of him." <laughs> so good. And he's like, "Okay, fine." And then just grabs the fucking both of them as soon as he comes over there. Everyone Hauls claps uh, like we're watching <laughs> fucking Dangerous Minds, <laughs> right? Um, Stand and up then and deliver. And then a, and a, a pretty, I, I would say, a standout scene is. This moment with Brosnan and Sarah Jessica Parker, the flirting back and forth when they're on the radio show, uh, uh, sorry, oh, the talk yeah. show. And, you know, he's, he's looking slick. He's black on black and she's quite taken with him. And he's just like, oh, I love your look. And she's just blown away by this because her, Michael J. Fox, her, the other guy, couldn't, would never dare to say such a thing. You know, it's just, I, I, like, exactly. I just like the idea, like just a simple compliment for what seems like such a simple thing, just has her totally in vapors over it. You know what I mean? Like, this totally. is hilarious, man. 
He just appreciates me for my hard work and what I do. (laughs) For my inane And she's dumb as shit. Like she, well, fucking, the interview dialogue is ridiculous. He's the chairman of the American Academy of Astronautics. She has to keep looking at it. Professor, isn't it weird (laughs) that we sent a space probe to Mars? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that weird? And didn't even find anyone? Not actually, really, Natalie. (laughs) <laughs> she chuckles so, and she's just all like head over heels for him. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. This is awesome. I mean, hey, this is this is Pierce Brosnan at his James Bond prime. This fucking stud could tap anybody. Of course, yeah, he's a handsome bastard. <laughs> um, and uh, we just see this. This leads right into their arrival. Oh yeah, and dude, these sort of fifties reaction shots of them clutching. Absolutely. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that shot of when they stand up together and Pierce Brosnan's like pulling her in tight with the pipe hanging out of his mouth. That is the most 50s couple. Oh, look at what is coming. Like, oh, it's perfect. It is. It's it's vintage 50s and the shadow coming down. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Clutching her close and the, the aliens have come. And this is when we first see, we get the reveal of what the, the Martians look like, and it's the ambassador. And honestly, I think one of my favorite just overall, and we, we've already kind of joked about it, but like my, one of my favorite overall just running jokes in this movie is the aliens just having no language at all. Like, they're just, like, it just sounds so fucking ridiculous. Like, I love it. Like, it's just such, that's that's what I mean of, like, it's a parody of itself, even. Like, the aliens look so creepy and weird and gross, and then they just sound like fucking cartoon character morons. Like, it's so funny. I do love that. You know what, you know what they used to make that sound, by the way? No. They reversed the audio of Duck Quacks. Aha. Uh-huh. So it's just duck quacks in reverse. And once you know that, you'll never not be able to recognize it. It's it's weird, but it, it works. I think it's really cool. H- hardly surprising. <laughs> right. Um, and then, oh, so let's let's talk about the Martians. You just kind of brought up the audio portion of the Martians. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the way they look? What do you think about all this? I, to be honest, I actually like the way they look. Um, and I know I haven't really looked it up much, but it's based off of a Topps trading card game. That's like right. Mars Attacks was a, was a card game and the aliens looked like this, like that kind of like the same as, you know, the illustrations on those pulpy, you know, old sci-fi dime store novels. Bubblegum um, cards, ho- bubblegum cards from 62. I see. There you go. They look fucking that's- just like them in the movie they, like exactly and burton was like super specific about that evidence he was like no i want them to look like that like we want the the mars attacks aliens from the cards yep um and i think you know it works for this like that's what makes if they had made the aliens like the little like a variation of the little gray men with like the black eyes and like they're in like a white suit and shit i'm like it could still work but i i think a lot of the silly fun of this movie is just how goddamn ridiculous the aliens look and just how over the top it is. Right. You know, I was thinking about it. I, I, the, the CG is, is pretty rough. Like they, it looks <laughs> 1996. Yeah. 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 It looks, I don't know. It looks really, it looks really, it's funny that matrix is three years away, but, um, yeah, the cards look, the cards are actually terrifying. Like I oh, could shit. see yeah, loving I these, I could see loving these cards as a kid. Like death in the cockpit, fucking guys on fire, and they're just relentlessly torching people. Um, I guess there was quite a few cards. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of scrolling online, taking a peek at some, but they look pretty awesome. If you get a chance, go check them out. If you just Google 
you know, Mars attacks tops cards. You'll see all the crazy images. Um, but yeah, pretty, pretty wild. Um, I thought this today, I was actually just chatting with Nate and Butters about this. And I said, I wonder if this movie would have been better. And I know it's kind of against Tim Burton's typical style because Tim Burton has a, you would say a very unique palette of colors that he likes to use. I wonder if this movie would have been better served in black and white, almost like more of an homage to the fifties. Like would it have made them, how would the bad guys have looked? I think it might've looked really cool actually. That's an interesting point. I didn't even think about that. I didn't um, either until just a few moments ago before we started. I could something to think about. Something to think about. I think it could work because because they the CG looks a little dated, and I know it's supposed to be an homage to the fifties, but at the same time, it's almost like it clashes with the rest of the movie a little bit to me. If that makes it, sense. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it does have that little more like technological feel sure sure it's not as sure. sparse as the old uh sci-fi movies yeah and the, and the color definitely adds to that um you know that funny joke people tell about 90s girls and or or, or how like girls today all have like great butts and nobody did back in the day i don't know uh, they they, no? they clearly weren't watching christina applegate <laughs> right oh my god Holy dude, fucking I had a crush shit. on her from Married with Children for that, like I've oh. Dude, that chick is she is she's put together well. <laughs> what a fucking beast. Um the shit she's wearing when they're all saying goodbye to him to to Jack Black by the way looking kind of slim. Getting oh on dude, his, for real. Getting on the bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, that's probably the most wildly fictional aspect of this movie is that that she would be fucking dating. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not to be a dad. I love Jack Black. I'm not ragging on the guy, but no, talented on. guy. But yeah, I don't know. There's definitely a mismatch going on there, no doubt. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, he looks a lot different, doesn't he? He really does, especially with the, the high and tight haircut he has when he's off to the Marines. He looks so young, crazy, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, off he goes. Or whatever. I don't know if it's Marines or Army. But, um, you know, we get more of this grandmother stuff. And, you know, it's just, again, just weird, nonsensical kind of stuff. Like, the grandmother, he's driving the grandmother and she has, she's like got dementia, right? right. And we get this right. kind of long driving scene. I'm like, okay. Like, there just seems to be a lot of time used on, on things that really don't even matter a little. Like, it's just like, we're going to be funny now, you know? Right, right. Um, I gotta say, though, like I was... I just want to say this right now. We're 50-some-odd minutes into this, and I just want to say, for having watched it once and going, ugh, to watching (laughs) it a second time in a row and trying to keep an open mind, I think I'm doing pretty good. Can we all give me a round of applause (laughs) for not uh, dumping uh, all over this movie? Points. Points to Dean. You are a joyless bastard. A million? (laughs) A million. Nice. All right, just making sure. Uh, I'm trying hard here, guys. So I'm going to take some shots now and again. Not going to take any shots at Christina Applegate's butt, though. I can tell you that much. Yowza. Dude, I fucking love the grandma in this movie. Sylvia Sidney. She's, she's fucking just cute and funny. And she's good. Her dialogue's some of the best. Yeah. Um, I, know, I, I know I'm jumping ahead, but, dude, probably my single favorite line in the movie and the one that actually did make me laugh super hard is... <laughs> Once, once they attack the Capitol and they're watching it at the old folks' home, and the grandma's just like, "They blew up Congress," <laughs> and just fucking laughing at it. <laughs> Holy shit, that <laughs> kills me. Oh, that shit is so good. Yeah, just like uh, kind of goofy things, like the stuffed cat, 
Like, is that, am I supposed to be laughing? I mean, am I supposed <laughs> I just, to I laugh was... at the old, old bat petting the dead fucking stuff? By a stuffed cat's really weird, by the way. Don't do that. I know. That shit is so bizarre. Freeze dried animals and shit. <laughs> Stop. Um, Let it go. Hey, Grandma, are you going to be okay? She's just kind of bopping her head and, you know, Jim Brown. And he gets pulled into the car by the fucking Nicholson character. And just a lot of goofy shit that I don't, I don't, like, I'm not in that life anymore. I'm like, is this a fucking Jackie, like, is this Jackie Brown? Is this, what, what the fuck? Like, these are the moments right. in the movie where I'm like, we are all over the fucking map here. It is true. Yeah, that's what I was saying. We're still in the range of the movie where when I was watching it this time around, I was just kind of like, ha, huh, like, I, I remember so much of this. And also the story is just, I did, I realized I didn't remember much of the story. There is isn't hard to track yeah, because there's just not anything. It's just all over the place. And I was like, once I kind of, it's like I hit a point where, you know, I accepted. I just accepted. I, I, I went from anger to, to denial to acceptance. And I was like, there just is no story. Like, that's just not here. And I, it allowed me to enjoy it. Right. And you get everyone kind of gathering in the desert, everyone watching on TV. You know, the fucking aliens come down. And then we kind of get this first attack. And truth be told, this part's pretty fucking funny, right? <laughs> I do like it. I do like it. And I mean, we also get, you know, the president tapping uh, the one general who's not the Warhawk. The Warhawk. Of course, of course. Like, we need to be ready to mount an attack now. Yeah. And he's like, ah, you're being ridiculous. I'm going to go ahead and tap this general who fucking never questions me or says anything. Like that, it's just another like little quick jab at like cronyism and ass kissing. And, uh, that, and he, and of course, they really hammer that joke home when once he's riding in the Jeep out to the desert, he's calling his wife and he's like, I told you if I just stayed in the room and didn't say anything or ruffle any feathers, eventually he'd get me some where right okay i get it he's a fucking proud noser fucking never you know riles anybody up yeah and he just fucking the bird and he vaporizes the guy and then (laughs) they just start vaporizing everyone oh just indiscriminately firing into i'll be honest that was pretty unexpected i was like whoa (laughs) <laughs> I, I couldn't remember exactly how it kicked off but I knew that they pretty immediately just started killing everyone <laughs> like that that was kind of the whole thrust of the thing um, but dude I, I love to just these little scenes that are a juxtaposition of how humanity is like when we try to do this big grandstanding and we will now have first contact with aliens and we treat it with all this big pomp and circumstance and the soldiers out there and the flags and everybody's saluting and these fucking lidless alien bug head brain monsters come out they look absurd they look absolutely insane everybody's just like trying to pretend like this is all right we're gonna fucking salute these guys it's hmm. fine it's interesting oh, that shit's funny if you had to guess based on the movie jack nicholson's president republican or democrat Ooh, actually honestly for this time uh democrat yeah i thought I, I you know why i thought republican because they make them pretty, they make them, they make it pretty nonpartisan, which I appreciate. Like, there's no, right. there's no. One of the good things about this movie, and one of the things I appreciate about it, is there is no real political nonsense. It's really just dogging on politics in general, and it's not, right. and it's not making it so obvious that it's a Republican or Democrat president. I think we all know and can agree the left <laughs> Hollywood probably would prefer dogging on a right wing guy. But the thing I like about this, there's no, there's none of that kind of in this. And that's almost refreshing. It's like the LSG media boards, you know? 
<laughs> this, it's not. Right. It doesn't really exist. The only clue that I had that he might be Republican was he makes a comment late in the movie about if they would have listened to me before we would have had something about more police or something. And that's the only yes, thing I can think of. Corner. That's the yeah. True. That's the only thing I could think of was that. Um, that's not to I say. Like- that's not to say. That's not to say Republicans and Democrats don't also tend towards uh, you know totalitarianism. But um, <laughs> I I don't know. It was tough to say, and that's one of the things I really appreciated about the movie. I thought that was cool. No, because like they kind of kept I it agree. out of it. They kept all that shit out. They just made everyone in the movie kind of a vapid dope, like everybody except everybody. Jim yeah, Brown think, and like, Pam Greer, right? And like Richie and Natalie Portman. Like that's it. Like, that's and right. The grandma, the kids, I guess, the kids. also yep. silly. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think, yeah, when, as far as it comes to their like political satire, it's mostly just making fun of how all politics is fucking PR and photo ops. Correct. And just, how, Correct. How do I look? Like everybody in every party is all the same as far as that shit goes. I'm like, how do I look on camera? How did I fucking win? Did I win this debate with my fucking witticism? Blah, 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 yeah, fucking yeah. Cocksuckers. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's all, it's all the same shit. And that's the, again, that's, that's the way it goes. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've told the story before. I've never really told it in a podcast, but since we're talking about it, it, I will I will make it relate to this movie a little bit. So a good friend of mine had to go to like this big state house thing, and he had to argue on behalf for, for his business, um, of which he is a manager. He was asked, "Can you go represent us and and argue in favor of not putting up a toll because there's a bridge that leads to our business, which is going to affect our business. If we start taking people's money at the bridge, they're going to decide, oh, maybe I just won't go there every day to shop, right? Right, So clearly there's an interest in there from a business perspective of that not making that a reality. So long story short, he asked me to go for moral support and I was like, oh God, I don't want to go to this place so bad. This is against all so many things crying out in my body to not be here. And um, I go and I sit in the fucking thing and I'm just watching everybody and just listening to everything. And you see these guys like Republicans and Democrats just fucking brutalizing each other in these big, in these arguments. And I'm just watching because there was a bunch of issues argued before he went up to do his thing. And citizens would come up and give their peace, you know, kind of C-SPAN shit. And they were fucking dogging. They would dog on each other. And then afterwards, when they'd be away from that off to the side, they'd be shaking hands like, hey, what's going on, John? Yeah, nothing much. You know, how's your daughter? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, she's going to fucking Harvard or whatever. Yeah, okay, cool, awesome. We're going to hit up the golf course. I'm like, you fucking guys. It's all a joke. The joke's on us. They fucking don't hate each other as much as we fucking hate each other. You know what I mean? Like they were just at each other's fucking throats about some bill. And they're like, yeah, we'll see you on the links tomorrow. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. I'll wear my fucking red tie. You can wear your blue one. So anyway, (laughs) that was my rant. And I think it's perfectly summarized in this movie. Here's my connection in that it doesn't fucking matter. Right. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The big winner in all elections is the government. They always win. Every time, every four every years, time. the government wins. I can assure you. <laughs> and yeah, that's what's so fucking great about Burton. He doesn't really make it a partisan thing. He just is like, they're all fucking cheese dicks. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, honestly, you know, one thing that just guy got reminded of, uh, actually the image you have up on the, the live feed, uh, that was actually one of my favorite little like sight gags in this movie is the pile of newspapers that are like basically oh, the New York Times where it's like existence of interplanetary life confirmed. And then they drop the New York Post and it's just like Martians <laughs> with like 10 <laughs> exclamation marks. That's <laughs> uh, so good. That's funny. Um, so they all get wasted. Jack Black gets fucking vaporized. Vaporized, dude. Yeah. And that's part of, to be honest, that another little, I, I would consider a Michael a J. Fox. Of, yeah. 
another little stroke of brilliance in this movie is the fact that they have this massive cast, A-list, to be huge killed. Hollywood cast, <laughs> and they're all, like, so many of them are killed in the first, like, 30 minutes of the movie. Like, they're just wasted. They've been in the movie for eight minutes total and, and vaporized. Yeah. Like, that's pretty funny. Like, yeah. people, I'm sure people did not see that shit coming. Yeah, and it's just the, the reaction shots in the White House of these guys... <laughs> of these guys watching what happened is just too good. Uh, did you see that? Jack Nicholson's face, Glenn Close's face, Brosnan sort of that detached scientific reaction to it. Uh, it's just classic. Oh my God. I love, I also just love how this could be a cultural misunderstanding. <laughs> like that's yeah. the first, you just watched them waste dozens <laughs> and dozens of people and are like, well, this could just be, we're not talking well enough. <laughs> I love it because there's no, there, there is, it, it's funny. There is no moderation. It's let's nuke them or it's a giant misunderstanding. Right. <laughs> right. Which right. is hilarious because one of the things I found fascinating about this was the idea that they're going to like, Oh no, no, we, we kind of fucked up. Let's, let's meet with them again. Hey, dude, that is the most so bizarre, right? So insane. Like, <laughs> let me ask you this, Matt, if you had a virus, <laughs> Oh my god! I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> Listen to our Battlestar Galactic podcast. Know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, I also just love how quickly. Like the other thing I think is true about the president is that he's sp- definitely supposed to be like spineless. And he's a puppet. Like, ah. yeah, he's a puppet. Like I don't exactly, and, and he just kind of defers to the scientists. You know, opinion of the professor being like, "Well, it could be a miscommunication," and and Nicholson just sitting there like stroking his chin. And he's like. They did say we come in peace, right? <laughs> like, like, well, they obviously didn't. <laughs> like, they, they're right. lying. Right. Nobody exactly. takes it, like, everybody takes everything at face value. They're like, well, they couldn't possibly just be lying to us. Interesting, yeah. That's a, that's a good point. They all take it at face value. I wonder what that is or what that's trying to say. Just the utter that's lack so of awareness. Right, yeah. That, uh, so one, it might be too that, self-involved to, exactly. to explore anything that, with any depth. They're so looking inward all the time that they can't actually see the reality that outside of them. Yeah, and apparently um, they have uh, their little hornballs. <laughs> they like uh, they like Earth Girls, which I can respect. I also like Earth Girls. <laughs> we have we have this in common, you and I. <laughs> to this, we have uh, a commonality, my friend. Perhaps perhaps we can uh, build a relationship off of this shared love of broads. <laughs> Of the games. But, um, oh, man. so yeah, and we know that that's going to kind of become a thing when they launch their Martian girl. But, um, you know, these follow up scenes where we have Artland and Barbaland, of course, and he's, this is where he's still not really giving a fuck what's going on. He's talking about leather interiors, Corinthian, if they got it. And, uh, he's spinning his wheels on the casino, basically. And, figuring out the cars. He's like, oh, they're going to need cars. I guess a limo business to drive these guys around. And this is just like a play on the unbridled, uh, you know, uh, 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 this is the capitalism to the extreme. Like, we don't care if these things are murdering everyone in our site. We're still going to try to sell them nice cars type of thing. <laughs> right. He's fucking James Woods from Casino, basically. <laughs> He's just, <laughs> just a fucking sleazebag. He might be one of the worst characters uh, like yeah, wait. not not like not not worse written the James Woods character yeah. in Casino. Oh he yeah, is he's so despicable. killable. Absolutely. Doesn't God, he survive that movie though? He's I can't a, remember. He's a top five murder like movie people. He's a top five guy you'd kill. 
does he not survive that movie? I thought he survived. I, I think he does. Which is what, yeah, I remember that infuriated me the first time I saw it. I was like, that fucker's still alive. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> Nobody sure. Nobody got him. Pretty sure he does. <laughs> um, and then we get the the decision to, to, you know, it's just weird. Like, the, the, this is what I mean by this movie. Like, we go to Jack Black character's funeral. Like, we right. saw the character for four minutes. And they oh, stage this whole funeral. They get the extras. They set it up. Billy Glenn gave his life defending the country and the guy's ripping off the, the gunshot salute. And it's just, it's not sad or funny. It's just like, what? Right. Like, what are you, right. what, I, what were you thinking when you were watching this scene? I got to know. I, I mean, honestly, this is one of those scenes that just kind of, because of how like meaningless it is, it just kind of glides right over me. I'm just like, all right, <laughs> on to the next thing. The only thing I thought was funny is that they were all scared of the gunshots every time they went off. Everybody kind of, huh. like they all kind of shiver for a second. And I was like, that's a weird sight joke, but okay. And again, we go to the Williams family, Jim Brown, Pam Greer, and these kids, right? Yes. The the only real it, it's funny the only real subplot where the characters actually have a goal that is totally, affected by yeah. the main plot that we care about and that's his reunion with them. Mm-hmm. That's the only it's thing like, we give a fuck about in this movie at all, other than only. watching aliens kill everyone. Right, right, and like they also like the characters come off as just a little more believable. Like they just seem like actual people. <laughs> like yeah, the way, the like way this the is brothers every, kind of jockey every, and jostle, you know. Yeah, it's every family, black, white, doesn't matter, can wrap their heads around, you know, two parents struggling and dad's trying to get home to the kids and he's busy, he's away on work. Like everyone, a lot of people can relate to this. Most people and that, can and, relate to this. Yeah. And I would also say another, like one of the charming kind of twists in this, which is very unlike just about everything else in this movie, uh, that these two divorced parents, you know, uh, and he's still supporting them, whatever. He still just straight up says, I love you to her. And she's like, I love you too. Like there's this kind of actual like charm and sweetness to them where you're like, oh, I didn't, you know, you would think that the stereotypical divorced parents who finally maybe come back together at the very end would be at odds all the way up until that. But I like that. It's like actually a kind of realistic, like, hey, we fucking had kids together. We still care about each other. Like we're not, we're not pieces of shit. Sure. Yeah, yeah, man. And I like, what the only two believable characters in this movie. I, I love the deconstructing of the this. They're issuing a formal apology. This is great. Like it's so bizarre. I love that. Wait, say that again. Like Which the part? like the when they realize it's a for, they've issued a formal apology. It comes right after some of the conversations. Oh, oh yes. in these, yeah. <laughs> and in your thinking, and you're thinking what would normally probably happen here is a president would be like unacceptable. It's too late. They've murdered a ton of our people. He just goes, this is great, because it, it absolves him from having to do anything. Exactly. And now, <laughs> if he, and even if there's just that glimmer of completely unrealistic hope that, oh, cool, so they want to talk again. Maybe we can talk, and it'll, it'll look like I have shepherded this to a good conclusion, and I'll get the credit, because I'm the president. Like, all this bullshit. But, uh, like, any viewer, like, this is another one of the better jokes of the movie, I think. Any viewer, when they hear the line, the Martian ambassador feels terrible and asks permission to speak to Congress. I'm like, so that they can kill Congress, you fucking idiots. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's not obvious to you? You daffy losers. Right. And then, of course, we have the famous uh, gunning down the Congress moment. Ah, that's, I, dude, this is so fucking funny. I like it. I like (laughs) it. Something every American can get by. Yeah, that's for fucking sure. I love that everyone's wearing the same fucking suit. 
Oh man, they they all they are almost indistinguishably old white dudes in tan suits. Like all of them, all of them. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Like yep. they can oh, all go. Shit. <laughs> Just fry. you know the other actual sight gag that I think is good. Uh, that this was very intentional. I didn't realize until I was reading about it. Uh, the aliens' guns, like they have the red ray, they have the green one, and it you know just melts all your skin off and just leaves the skeleton that's either red or green. This came out right around Christmas. This was like basically a Christmas release. And oh Bernie no, did shit! That on purpose that he was like, I want green and red skeletons. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. Yep. Like that's pretty funny. We get our Doctor Strange love sort of war room scene. Oh, totally. Very much a, an homage to Doctor Strange Love. I would, I would venture to guess. Absolutely. And uh, you know, I, I owe you an apology, General Decker. We all make mistakes, Mister President. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> I love, I love Nicholson's president being like, "It's time for us to take charge of this thing." And then, yeah, the the the, the um, Warhawk general was like, "Absolutely, I got your executive order already lined up for us the to deploy our laugh, nuclear arsenal." Dude. And he just laughs, and he's like, well, I'm not doing that. Like, I, I was just pretending to be decisive. Like, I don't actually have a fucking anything. Too funny. <laughs> yeah, and they yell, they yell at each other back and forth. Again, just Nicholson chewing the scenery. But, uh, but as, as much as this, the, the, a lot of the acting is over the top, but I almost think it's, it, it, is, it is directed this way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We still have two out of three branches of government working for them. <laughs> and and that, ain't, that ain't bad. <laughs> great fucking line. Might be the best That's line of the movie. It's really good. It's and I want really a cop good. in every corner, which incidentally we would already have if they'd listened to me in the last election. <laughs> right. And then so he does his My Fellow American speech. Uh, in, I love how this is shot, that it really is like a TV camera. Absolutely. Yeah, looks good. It looks so good. And then we get this bizarro shit with like her head on the dog and what the fuck movie. They just weirdo shit. It is. It's bizarre for bizarre's sake. It, it is. It's. It is. But in my opinion, the standout stuff with Lisa Marie. I, I yeah. fucking love this shit with the Martian girl. She just is so fucking creepy. Yeah. She. I mean, she her, is unsettling. Her, She's creepy in movement. You you her walk it, yeah it's a glide that glide walk where she's she's just moving her arms pretending to walk and yeah she's sli- yeah and she's got like a weird expression on her face and she's obviously really beautiful but they make her look so alien and yeah. that's cool there's just a bizarre movement to her I, I really dig I thought I thought this was creepy and unsettling and just really fucking weird this stuff with her. I really dug it. I agree. I think it's really, and I, even just like the small touches, like her dress covered in the little red swirls, like those little things that like, there's just, everything is kind of off about her. Everything's off about her, right? It's like, you're looking at her and you're like, ah, she's really pretty, but so alien. And that's what's so cool about her. That's just Dude, cool that, about the whole thing. That moment. Oh my God. It's so creepy. When they, when they get let back into the white house by that, you know, secret service guy, Mitch, uh, and he's kind of Martin Short's walking ahead of her, mm. uh, and she's still doing that slow glide that walk thing. Step. And she realizes, dude, she realizes she's far behind. She goes into that that actual alien like hunch walk that they do to catch up, and then he turns <sighs> around, and she's back to normal. Dude, it looks so unsettling. It's so creepy. It's really dude. creepy. I love the uh, Kennedy room joke. <laughs> That's what we call the Kennedy room. We're at you know, Ma- the hooker fucking room. Yeah, we're at bang on my broads. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They say you can still smell Marilyn Monroe's squirt in here. (laughs) 
Yeah, the fish tank shit, the way she moves around the fish tank. God, it's so fucking cool looking. It's yeah, really cool. No, she's she's actually fantastic. Yeah, I like it. It's just really wacky and unsettling. It, it's it's almost wasted on kind of this movie. I don't know. Is that cruel to say? <laughs> no, I've been pretty positive. I'm doing a good job. Come on now. No, hey, you're doing good. You're doing good. But uh, bites his finger off. Nice little moment. Spits yeah. it into the fucking fish tank. I just love the brutality of that. It's great. And then uh, she and goes dude, into the bedchambers and vaporizes the golden. They do. They do not like animals. Not nope. fans. I love that Nicholson tackles her, but I like that she gets wasted. And we go, oh, they can be they can be harmed with bullets. Definitely, definitely. And this pisses off the aliens, and they go fucking DefCon. <laughs> that little machine that just squishes a suit onto all of them. Yeah, they launched that. I love dude. They launched the fucking giant robot thing. Oh yeah. Iron Giant, but mean. Yeah, exactly. What, what What's the idea with the uh, nitrogen gum? That's what let her that, breathe it without the thing on her head? Yes, because okay. they, they breathe nitrogen. So in order to go undercover and be in like a, a human skin suit, they had to have some way of breathing. So it was like highly concentrated nitrogen in gum that they could just chew and I guess breathe. Right. And they attacked the White House. And funny moment when they're trying to evacuate the White House and... <laughs> And they're like, where, where he, he's like, not that way. There's a tour. Like, right, right. The tour is everything. <laughs> appearances. You can't appearances. even evac- appearances. Exactly. Exactly. It's a better uh, way to say it. That's what I was trying to say. Gotta keep up those appearances. And the fucking teacher gets vaporized. <laughs> Just right in front of all the kids. I like the and sound love, of dude, the gun. I like the 50s sounds of the guns. Totally. That ray gun. Like, yeah. so fucking silly and great. I also love, like, it's so ridiculous that nobody had thought to pick up one of their crazy-ass guns. Like, the kids were like, oh, yeah, let's, like, yeah. let's take that. Plays back Obviously. into them playing the game, right? The shooting game. Totally. Yep, yep. But yeah, Pretty just cool. them running. Now, like, some of my favorite alien stuff in this movie is them just running around, like we've already said, just blasting everybody. They're just indiscriminately running through the halls of the White House, shooting everyone they can see, and having a grand old time. I'm going to tell you right now, too, this is going to sound really corny, but there is a real innocence in this moment in this movie where the kids are like, what are you guys doing? Get the president out of here. Totally. Yeah. Dude. That is Charming. gone from this country. <laughs> Long gone. Because it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't, again, we've already established it doesn't really matter if he is a Democrat or Republican. It's just the innocence of these kids, like, get him out of here. Like, we're helping, you know? Right. It's fucking and, pretty intense. And pretty just intense. the respect and everything. Like, oh, sure, like, sure. At the end of the day, we still got to help. Yep. And of course, the chandelier, <laughs> the chandelier that Dude. Dale was complaining about, Marsha Dale, just bomb. <laughs> On her fucking head, I love it. The Roosevelt Nancy show. Reagan's shit. chandelier. Ah, that's right. It was Reagan's. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my god!" And meanwhile, he got art selling to all these uh, the fucking most generic Vegas sales pitch with the chic and the cowboy and the Asian oh businessman yeah. and right all these got my Texas oil magnates and my Saudi yeah. Arabian oil magnates. <laughs> of course, of course. And did, uh, did just, you notice it's chaos? Did you notice how good the shot of this building falling down and coming apart was? I didn't. I didn't looks, really notice. Um, it's it's really when, when good they close in and they blow him up from behind. You mean when he's giving his speech? Yes. 
and the building is actually like collapsing the out the exterior shot of it coming down. Um, that's because they actually did demolish this building, and uh, evidently Tim Burton filmed it because he wanted to immortalize that hotel that had been there for a long time and it got demolished. So the exterior is an actual demolition. It looks really fucking cool, actually, because it does actually come apart in the middle like that and then fall over almost like two towers. That's cool, man. That's cool. It yeah, it looks pretty awesome. Now that you mention it. Um, Tom Jones. It's not unusual to be loved. Hey, not gonna lie, Tom Jones, pretty fucking good in this movie for what he, for what he gets. Hey, not gonna funny. lie, nah, nah. Oh, okay. Not as an actor, Tom Jones. Not no, no, not as an actor. Just nah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think he's good. He's fine. As an actor, I mean, he's sure. got that one song. That's that, this one fucking song. Yeah, I guess. That's it. Anyway, we're still hoping the kids get back and right, blah, blah, blah. And then we kind of get this at the end here, this escape from New York, weird misfit group trying to travel across. It almost like as shit's blowing up around them, we have this really weird mix of characters. It, it almost reminded me of this. If you were watching Escape from New York through like a kaleidoscope. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. It's Fucking weird, wacky man. Funhouse Burton kaleidoscope. Yeah, exactly, exactly. As they're as they're all kind of fleeing together, um, <laughs> but it's pretty funny. The the French yeah. guy's like, "Oh, we're we're having a diplomatic moment," and he he's like, "Fucking run, get out of there!" <laughs> like Christopher Lloyd in Star Trek Three. <laughs> exactly. Sure. The sh- the ship the ship is communicating with us. <laughs> Everything is fine. Too funny. Get out of there! And then it's just madness. This is this is the cards to a T. These these just annihilation from 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 them flying around with the saucers and the military, totally. which look like little green men stand-ins. Not not to be oh. confused with the alien little green men, but like the little green army men you would buy. They all look like that in their stances. <laughs> yeah, no, totally doing the old-fashioned pointing up. Yep, oh, and, and then we finally, finally get gets. The- yeah, yeah. The general bringing back the executive order. It's the president. It's ready to sign. Like, what is it? My last will and testament. <laughs> <laughs> and what's with the fucking like? What's with the nuke going into the? What is this goofiness? It's so goofy. This is t- silly ass cartoon alien technology that like, absorbs the entirety of a nuclear bomb payload into a balloon that they suck and turns basically into helium. And like they helium? Laugh. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess helium was still funny okay. back in the day. I, I mean, it doesn't have to make right. sense. It's Mars Attacks. It's goofy as shit. It's but it's almost like, shit. yeah, sometimes I think Tim Burton is just like, this is fucking wacky, right? And everyone's like, it's definitely wacky. <laughs> but, but go <laughs> yeah, ahead. You got, your, you got your blank check, you weirdo. I like, um, <laughs> I like... You know the the worldwide destruction we see, of course. Mount Them Rushmore taking pictures, being turned into bl- fucking yep, aliens destroying the Taj Mahal, <laughs> bunch of other shit. <laughs> now that was something evidently he did want to do. He did want to go bigger as far as like showing worldwide destruction, uh, and they were like, "Nah, it's getting it's getting too expensive, getting yep. silly." We get a clip of the Dukes of Hazard, Godzilla. <laughs> These guys the watching aliens TV. are watching. Daisy Duke, nice, nice. And then, um, and then our girl Christina Applegate getting banged out. <laughs> you know, hey, everybody deals with grief differently. You know, yeah, world's ending, plow me. 
Uh, but she, if you look at, by the way, her house is hilarious. Wait, who's? Uh, Christina Applegate's trailer. There's like oh, weird yeah. sex positions and neon everywhere. I don't know if you caught it. Um, oh, I didn't. Yeah, when when they first cut into her house, when the when you know this trailer's rocking, don't come a knocking. There's a um, I'll put it up on the on the YouTube stream, but there's a uh, there's this there's oh this my God, neon I'm it now. people yes. in various sex positions. It's like what fucking bizarro shit is this place? <laughs> the lava lamps and shit. <laughs> She bought oh, it. Man, it's a fucking, funny. you know, she bought it with her bong at the head shop and was like, I'm going to yep. do all these. And this animal wearing socks in bed. Stop it. Dude, yeah. Stop being a white, child. Tall white socks at that. Come on, man. Weird. Dude, it only gets worse unless he, if he's wearing pajama pants and poking it through the hole. Like, that's, that's about, oh, God. That, that's rock bottom. That's hilarious. What is that? Uh, is that a Christian thing or a Jewish thing? <laughs> I don't think it's an anybody thing. No, that's like a thing, think, isn't it? Like you hump through the it? sheet, like a religious thing. I know Mormons have that magic underwear, but I don't think I think they still take it off when they bang. I don't know. All right, now I'm going to look it thing? up. I thought that was just a weird lame people thing. No, <laughs> I think it was a no. religious. Okay, <laughs> right. All right. So I don't. I don't really know much about Snopes, but let's see. Do Orthodox Jews have marital relations through a hole in a sheet? Now I just typed in <laughs> "sex through sheet religion," and that's what fucking came up. <laughs> Dude, just googling that might get you listed on a hate crime list, Dean. You got to be careful nowadays. Oh please. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Snopes says about it, but I'll, I'll have to read it on my. Uh, on my thing, but the but the premise was uh, at the start of the article says uh, it's false. <laughs> okay. That's all. There's a bunch of shit. I'm just not going to read the whole thing. Do they but, uh, bury yeah. their gold? Yeah, I don't know oh, what they do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I figured you get a kick out of that uh, that uh, neon sex position list. Oh, let's do number seven, <laughs> babe. Okay, uh, uh, I'm not that flexible. I don't care. <laughs> I'm getting tired of three. Let's move on to nine. <laughs> Why don't we do two, then eight? We'll rock back to one and finish at six. Um, they, they just start. They start memorizing like patterns, <laughs> like fucking contra cheat codes. They're just like, all right, we're gonna do it. Three, six, six, three, nine, eight, one, and that should give me an extra life, <laughs> it's, an extra it's like, load. Dude, that's like mitt work in boxing. I want you to do one, 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 two, one, two, three, <laughs> one, one, two, one, two, one, two. <laughs> cross jab, cross jab. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'll give you like one and two and maybe three, but maybe. we're not doing but you're six. Also, you know what? You're, we're also going to have to pause. You're going to have to give me four <laughs> <laughs> if you want me to come back to three. Uh, uh, oh, shit. Danny DeVito, we barely mentioned him. Dude, because he's in the movie for 45 seconds and then he dies and that's it. <laughs> yep. It's cool, to see, it's cool to see Jim Brown punch in their fucking – Dumb like dumb glass heads. things and making them yeah. asphyxiate. I guess. Yeah, I kind of wanted them most... to die. I wanted the, you know what? I wanted the asphyxiation, uh, asphyxiation deaths, or maybe their poison deaths, to be a little more, a little more Punchy. Tim Burtonish, yeah. a little more like visceral. Right, right, dude. You know who else could have? I, I don't think he would do this kind of movie. I don't think he's interested in it. But a, you give this exact same script and a, you know, say, hey, we, this is kind of the aesthetic we're going for. To Quentin yep. Tarantino, and I think you got a really fun movie on your hands. Wow, maybe, what? yeah, maybe that's wild. Yeah, I, mean, I, I could see that working. I could actually see, like, I mean, did you ever see um, 
ah shit that the, the grindhouse movies um the like planet yes. of the dead i think is what it's called yes dude that to me is the most similar to this that that tarantino's done and it makes me think he could he could do this movie mm. all right i like it um you know you got the end you got the general with the two pistols hilarious so, and they shrink him and Dude. step on him. That yes. is fucking funny. I'm sorry. That's good. Kind of perfect. Really like kind of perfect. <laughs> As he just rages, we'll never go. We'll go to the last man, to the small. <laughs> never surrender. <laughs> they just fucking crush him. They plant uh, their flag in, in Nicholson. After, dude, we have to give a little bit of time to his speech. It's dude. so fucking absurd. What is wrong with you people? Yeah. I mean, there's no like message to it. He's just like it's just the most bland, blase, non-thinking politician nonsense. Why we're different, but we should be able to work together. What could we could achieve if we worked together? As he steps over the glowing green bones of his secret That's service agent, who sacrificed his life for him. <laughs> oh, let's my have God. a listen to the speech a little bit. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> Why are you asking? Isn't the universe big enough? Too funny. Both of us? <laughs> what is wrong with you people? <laughs> and it's just utter garbage. Like, there's nothing to it. Why the enemies? Like, only. Because we're different. Dude. Is that why? In in the best is like the cl- like like the clear brass ringing through as he does his bullshit. Like to give oh, it's funny yeah. that they're trying to they they give it the yeah the the solo trumpets the brass to give it that sort of you know presidential sound. I guess you'd say totally. And it's Too just funny. so funny too. Again, it it hammers on politicians for the idea of like only a fucking like limp-wristed, mealy-mouthed politician could have a room full of all his allies and advisors slaughtered in front of him and still think, all right, how am I going to talk my way out of this? How am I going to be like, well, let's find common ground? Like, yeah. That's so stupid. And, and like the tear in the eye, and then they just massacre him and just the flag, dude. <laughs> and salute the flag that popped out of his corpse. Amazing. Oh my God. Ridiculous. And then you have essentially the, um, again, that this is the, the next scenes where they're going to the airplane. That's the, the escape from New York through a kaleidoscope kind of thing with the weird oh, outfits. Totally. Yeah. And uh, that's when we learn that uh, Slim Whitman will kill them all, make all their heads explode. <laughs> it's, it's old Slim Whitman. Totally random. That's all it takes. Totally random. And then they just After roll. Jim Brown I don't gets know how... Rodney, he gets Rodney Kinged <laughs> by a bunch of little green men. Yep. Dude, that's also, again, the only emotion I felt in this movie. I, when that happened, I was like, oh, shit, I thought he survived this. I was like, I thought he was one of the people who survived this. Oh, fuck, yeah, that's a bummer, dead? huh? Yep. Like that bummer. That was, but then, you know, he does come back at the end. But I was like, he oh, does, shit. Yeah. I didn't – I forgot, but I was wrong. The fucking um, goofy head rolling around. I can just see Tim Burton laughing hysterically at this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just snorting and guffawing. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, like he loves it. I watched the um, what did I watch? I watched um, uh, Sleepy Hollow, uh, the making story. of Sleepy Hollow, okay. and he is just uh, like dude. getting the biggest kick out of squirting blood all over Johnny Depp's face. Oh, totally, totally. It's like his favorite thing to do. 
That is an, a, a Tim Burton movie that I would argue is underrated. It's actually pretty good. I, I think like it is too, actually. Yep, I like pretty it. Good movie. And then we get this weirdo ending. You know, of course, like you said, Jim Brown comes back. He meets with his family. Yay. The, the, the part of the movie we care about probably the most, which is probably why we ended on it. Well, right. we ended on the goofy Tom Jones thing, but... And, uh, they come out of a cave and sing with the woodland critter creatures. <laughs> the fucking stupidest thing in the world. It's so dumb. What I mean, does it mean? It's so goofy. And honestly, I would actually argue that the final like five minutes of this are some of the better stuff in the movie. One of the things I like about it is one thing it touches on that no, no not too many at least, like not even Independence Day really touches on the utter fucking devastation this would cause. Like, we see buildings blow up, but in the aftermath, all we see is people cheering, like, yay, we beat them, movie over. But, like, having to stand in front of just the obliterated capital, and all you have left is the president's daughter and a mariachi band, and <laughs> this fucking, fucking idiot teenager being like, I think we should live in teepees. Like, <laughs> that's Dude, it. What? That's all we got left. There's our leadership. Uh, it's yeah. so it's so over the top that I actually like it. Uh, utterly outrageous. So um, let's do some listener comments. Indeed, shall we? Uh, right. I am not ready. So if you want to pull, up I am. I'm going to start. I'm going to start with Monica Mitsakas Rock. Oh. She says yes. So excited for this. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, and arguably maybe a bad movie, but I love it. I'm completely on board with the absurdity of it and the bizarre, askew tone throughout. It offers a whimsical form of satire that could be a product of Burton and Elfman. That could, o- that, that could only be a product of Burton and Elfman, I can read. It is littered with film references and political and cultural commentary, calling attention to the cynicism of the 90s in an aesthetically alluring way. It pokes fun at the sci-fi genre and itself. I think it does fall flat in some parts, especially some of the gags that just haven't held up over time. Sorry, Jessica's head on a chihuahua. Um, however, if you can suspend your disbelief and just let yourself go along for the ride, this movie is an all-around good time. So Monica's comment, the reason I'm reading it outside of it's good, is that it was one of the comments ringing in the back of my head when I was about 40 minutes into my first watch going, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, what? Are you kidding me right now? And I thought to myself, all right, that's a good write-up. Let me give it another go. (laughs) So I did. Let me try again. Anyway, you want to to give somebody? I do. I got to give one. (laughs) Mr. Scott Buchanan, almost hot Scott. Uh, a movie Almost hot so Scott. good. Let me find his before. Hold on. Let me just scroll to it before you start oh, yeah. so I can follow along. All right. Go I ahead. Always, always leaves a good one. Um, a movie so gloriously and flamboyantly over the top. Just stick a pair of gold sequined hot pants and feathered boa on it. <laughs> whack its tight rump and send it to Mardi Gras and call it a night. Featuring great Real lines quick, like. That yeah. might be the gayest sentence I've ever read. <laughs> spectacularly Uh, featuring great lines like wow he just made the international sign of the donut intellectuals liberals peacemongers idiots the transformation of sarah jessica parker into a literal yappy lapdog and the crooning slim whitman as an offensive and this time deadly weapon this is not a movie for all seasons or tastes but what a joyous spectacle possums strap yourselves in and feel the love joy and destruction that is mars attacks nice 
good stuff. Good. There's a few good others in there. Danny Fouch. I remember this movie is a steaming pile of dog shit. My rewatcher's pretty correct. <laughs> I I kind of feel him, um, but I get it a little bit. I'm a little more forgiving of it now. I know Jesse Ellis loves it. Um, he thinks it's Tim Burton's best movie, so I'm sorry for making fun of that opinion earlier because oh Jesse's boy. my dear friend. Um, <laughs> but real quick, there's like 10 other movies. He might just be forgetting. <laughs> Alex Olsen, this movie's fucking stupid and I love it. I love the idea of aliens coming to Earth who are just batshit insane and hell-bent on destroying us. Not for any reason, just because we're here and they can. These little asshole aliens basically give America a giant middle finger and it strikes me as a very punk rock and very cool. Indeed. That's definitely uh, Burton. He's got yes. that right. No, honestly, Alex brings that up in a really good way and I want to actually talk about that for a second. Another thing I like about this movie, it's such a fucking, and I would actually say this is a lame, bad trope in a lot of sci-fi alien invasion movies there's always at the start of the third act some big revelation as to why the aliens are doing this oh they're here to take our resources oh they're here sure. to turn us into food oh they're doing that it's like always this big dastardly reveal of like oh, so that's their plan i love that the aliens really do have fucking no plan at all they're like hey let's have a fucking grabastic hell of a good time just killing all these idiots and laughing about <clears> it. sure that's it that's the whole thing there's nothing more to it than that and that to me i also think is really fucking funny yeah that's good i shit. like it um, is that kind of your final thoughts on it? I I think I've said enough about uh, about <laughs> Mars attacks. I'm yeah, I'm pretty tapped. Uh, I hmm. if everybody think about our scale, I I'm a, a soft like it. I'm actually to be honest, a leaning a little towards don't like it, but I like it enough to say I like it. Definitely don't love it. Yeah, I um I'm gonna say I experienced something really weird today, and that was a solid didn't like it. And now I am also a soft like it. Yeah. A very limp, After kind of like. getting out of my, I, I just tried to get out of my own way a little bit and just be like, I, I mean, I, would I be sad if I never watched it again? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but I guess I like it. I guess. It's short, it's short and watchable. And there's enough here that I'm like, this is a movie that if somebody had never seen it, I'd be like, oh, I would watch that with you, but I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it with him. I'd be like, ah, yeah, you should watch it. It's worth a, it's silly. It's funny. Um, but yeah, it's not like, I don't want to own this movie. I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, there's enough fun here to call it a, a good watch. Awesome. All right, man. Well, Next time on the podcast, Ethan Cohen, Joel Cohen, Cohen Brothers. Oh, brother, where art thou? Hell I always yeah. say, oh, brother, where for art thou? Because I'm, I'm thinking Shakespeare. But no, oh, brother, <laughs> where art thou? That's the joke. That is, that's the that point is, of the movie. Dude, that's very Keanu Reeves Shakespeare. Oh, brother, where for art thou? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about this. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking about this movie. I, um, I love the fucking soundtrack. I'm Dude. not a real, I'm not a country music guy, but I do really like old school American music. I'm not yeah. talking fucking bluegrass. top 40 country bullshit. I'm talking bluegrass American ass music. Like that shit's cool from back in the day. I actually dig it. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to talking about it. I'm looking forward to talking about the movie. Um, I have not seen this movie since the early 2000s, shortly after it came out. Probably 2003, somewhere in there is the last time I probably saw it. Maybe 2002. So it's been a fucking hot Damn. minute. Yep, looking yeah, forward to it. For me looking too. forward to it. George Hell Clooney, yeah. Totoro. I love John Totoro. Goodman, of course. 
So yeah, man, that'll be coming up next time. Um, if you have any thoughts on that movie, you can email us, hosts at libertystreetgeek.net. I mean, you can also uh, go on our Facebook group and do all that. You know, make sure you visit on the web, libertystreetgeek.net. Of course, that's libertystreetgeek.net. And uh, with that, I believe we're out of here. Are we out of here, Matthew? That is it, sir. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning up again in the live chat. That was a lot of fun. We had a nice turnout tonight, libertystreetgeek.net slash live. If you're having issues with that, it could be a caching issue because that might take you to our Mixler site, which is not anymore. We use YouTube. So if you just Google LSG Media YouTube, it's going to be the first thing that comes up. Pretty simple. All right. LSG Media YouTube, Google it, follow us, click the little bell. You'll get notified every time we go on. Um, I also do a little bit of gaming on there when I get a minute. So if you're into like watching people play video games, I do that every once in a while. And I talk to listeners while I do it. So it's a little bit of a different flavor from LSG Media. Um, I haven't been doing it much lately. I've been kind of busy, but um, I do it once in a while. And uh, if you get a notification that's not your thing and it notifies you, then just don't go listen to it. Don't go do it. But you should definitely click the little bell and get your notifications and don't miss out on live shows, okay? Okay. Yes, that's right. it. Matt, tell us good people goodbye. All right, everyone. Ah, 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 ah.